Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! laughing about it. What, <laughs> what's, what's so funny? I just noticed something on my notes that is so stupid. I'll tell you in a second. All right. All right. Well, this is Asinine Radio. <laughs> this is the weekly music podcast where we break down... Oh, no. This, no, this is the episode where we rank all of the records that, uh, that we're going to be... For the artists that we're doing for the week. Dude, I'm all over the place. Yo. Pod reading, pod talking is so difficult for me this week. Uh, yeah, so this week we're doing Limbiscuit. So what we're doing is we're going to take all... Six albums plus one of their EPs, and we're going to rank them from worst best to best. But before we do that, we're going to do our Six Degrees with Tom DeLonge. Uh, so while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. We have a phone number you can call. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Text us. The phone number is 503-893-5307. We'll probably talk about it on the pod. We might take some suggestions. I don't know. That's usually what we do. We also have a Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send you the link, and we'll go from there. So that's all I got for the intro, the boring, boring intros. So let's just jump right into the six degrees of Tom DeLong. What do you got, Jeff? Go. How many How many do you have? I have one. I yeah. Have one. So I thought I had one. But, but you have seven. No, but I have none because here's what, here's what I have. Okay. Usually I, I write little notes about things and then I I, I I don't know I must have gave up on this one so Fred Durst <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid <laughs> Fred Durst had his directorial debut for some movie and it, it starred and I only wrote the person's first name down which I don't, like even, I don't even know if that's his name but Sisto who? Sisto like like Cisco but with a the T instead a of T? a Q System. I guess I'm trying to like frankly look up this <laughs> stupid fucking. Yeah, population 436 is Fred Durst's. Uh, I don't know. He, he directed this movie, and it starred Jeremy really? Jeremy Sisto is the guy's name. Yeah, Jeremy okay. Sisto. Oh, Jeremy. Oh, Jer- oh, that's funny you say that. So Jeremy Sisto was in Suicide Kings with Christopher Walken. Oh. Christopher Walken was in the video for Fat Boy Slim. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as I got. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> oh, I was hoping there was going to be something cool there. I didn't Shit. complete it. That was all that I did. That's so I think like because wow. I, I did this really really early on last week. So I think when I've been doing my notes, I just because I saw a lot of notes there, so I just assumed it was finished, and it was it was definitely not finished. <laughs> and you probably like went down several rabbit holes while you were looking. Yeah, so exactly. Kind of and then I forgot that's what about I've done, it. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's pretty bad. I was really, I was really invested in that too. Yeah, me. no, that's that. No, no, <laughs> that. Oh, Jeremy, I was in Suicide Kings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my six degrees with Tom DeLonge. Uh, I only have one, uh, ah. and I, I didn't want to go with with Fred or Wes because that just seems too easy. So instead, I went with Sam Rivers, and Sam Rivers played bass on the Queen of the Dam soundtrack. And with Marilyn Manson, he played on the song with Marilyn Manson. The song is called Redeemer. 
in mm. Marilyn Manson's band about a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic, Juan Alderete was the bass player in the band. Mm. Juan is also the bass player for the Mars Volta. And we go from Cedric from the Mars Volta to Anti-Mask, where Travis Barker played in. What Travis Barker played in. And then Travis to Tom. There you go. Six degrees of Tom DeLonge. There you go. Boom. You know, Boom. Got him. Yeah. Boom roasted. There you go. Boom roasted. That's all I got. That's all I got for my six degrees. Yeah. Not bad. So, not bad. Not bad. PG name Yeah. I, way too easy to go to go the Fred way. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Let's uh, let's get into the, our rankings. Like I said, we're they, the band has six records, but we're gonna do seven because we got to add the EP, the Unquestionable Truth, in there because it's pretty much an album. Might as well be an album. Well, but it's not an well, album, but uh, might as well be. Might as well be. So let's start with uh, with our least best, our least favorite of Limbiscuit's discography. What do you got, Jeff? Go and our biggest banger from each. What do you got? Go. Uh, I mean, I hope it's it's probably the same thing. Uh, it's I I hope it's probably the same thing. Uh, results may vary. Okay. Results may vary. This is their their 2003 attempt, and honestly, I don't Fourth think it's record. I don't think it's like I don't think it's terrible. It's just it's very disappointing. It's just it's just like come on, like this is what this is what you do. This is it because there's typical yeah. there's typical Limp Biscuit tricks here that they're using to kind of fool us into thinking that this is a like a full-on good Limp Bizkit album. But it's just pointless. And it's over an hour fucking long. My That's God. so long. Come on. I, I forget how long this fucking record is. Yeah. Dude, I almost didn't finish it because it just kept going on and on. I was like, is this a fucking like, bonus edition or something? What is going on here? <laughs> it's like 45 minutes later. It's the same song over and over and over. And it's just, I, I think like the best way to put this is just like disappointing. Because, I, I, mm-hmm. again, I don't think it's like terrible. But it's just so fucking disappointing. But um, down another day, I think that's a song. This is their worst oh, song. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, this, I was gonna say you like that. This is their worst song that they've ever done in their life. Oh. It, it's it's so bad. It is it is oh. it is worse than than any cover that they've done. It's worse than anything acoustic they've done. It it drones on so long that it's like a joke, and even like <laughs> the band can't save the song, and you can hear like Sam trying to like like struggle to keep the song interesting but it's just not enough it's 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 boring bass playing and what the fuck how do you get this guy to play play bass boring that's i know right he's he's such a great fucking bass player and it's boring it's that song is so fucking bad i don't think behind blue eyes is a terrible song it's okay it's fine but uh my favorite being uh almost over almost over is cool i didn't playlist it i didn't playlist anything on this Almost over is cool. It's, it's decent yeah, enough build up, and I like the way he says "little boy, little boy, hmm, little boy, oh, one little boy." That was kind of funny. So bad, I don't know. This is just this is dumb. <laughs> it's really bad, but I will say the worst song they've ever done is on this record. But it's not down another day. Uh, so that that's what you got for at. <laughs> that's what you have for the worst, the worst Limp Bizkit. Worst of the worst. And I'm looking at I'm looking at the the track list right now, and I'm looking at the who wrote the music and everything. And that down another day, it's songwriting wise, it's only down to Fred, John, and Sam. So that's like one of the few songs that Mike Smith didn't have anything to do with, which I thought was weird. It's a terrible song. 
Well, I like mean, maybe Mike Mike was the reason why this song this album could have been better, but the rest of the band brought it back. Brought it well, down. they're kind of missing an important part when when <laughs> writing this album. Like there's yeah, there's yeah. kind of a big piece missing, and that's why this album sucked. Yeah. There's, there's no there's no there's no depth to it, and it's it's fucking bizarre that like you take out Wes, and and all of a sudden, I mean, we only have this to go off of, and so when you take mm-hmm. out when you take out Wes. And they put out an album, and it's like, wow, this fucking sucks. It's I know it's fucking it's bizarre. And but it's yeah. like you don't you don't consider him, you know, the greatest songwriter in Limp Bizkit. It's but maybe he is. I don't know. It's fucking weird. I think he is. I, I think it's the, his dynamic within the band that also leads to songs being better than they they should they should be. You know, I it's, mean, this is proof. This 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 yeah. supports that that theory. Yeah. So my my number seven is also results may vary. I I think this is a just kind of a shit record. I don't think it's good. I think it it does drone on. There's sixteen fucking songs. Uh, yeah, it's it's way too long. And like I said earlier, the worst song they've ever done is on this record, and that is behind blue eyes. The cover, the Who cover, it's it's terrible. It's the worst thing easily they've ever done. Um, my favorite song though is the single "Eat You Alive" because it. it it's a really strong song for about for about two and a half minutes, and <laughs> then after two that, and, a half minutes. and then after that, it just kind of like we don't need this other two minutes of the song. Like you could have easily just really cut it down to to a good three minutes and had a really great song. Yeah, no, they they really had to just kind of drag it, and that's how most of this record is. It's a lot of dragging their feet. And give me the mic was all right. Um, one I did want to bring up was Red Light Green Light, the one with Snoop Dogg. Because that was terrible. It was dumb. That was so dumb. It was so dumb. Uh, and then the song that features uh, 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 features Head from Corn. That song sucked too. Build a Bridge. Like, like the one with Snoop Dogg. If you're going to have Snoop Bog, Snoop, Snoop Bog on an album, Snoop Bog, yeah. on a song, <laughs> build a song around him. Don't like build a song and then just throw him in there. Like, mm-hmm. like write the song with him. Kind of like End Together Now. Yes, exactly. Write a song that showcases his strong points. They wrote just a shitty Limp Biscuit song that featured Snoop Dogg as an after afterthought. It's, it's terrible. It, and this this record is not very good. And I remember being so excited for this, even though I, knowing at the time Wes had left the band, I was really excited for it because I was a big Limp Biscuit guy. And I remember watching the the MTV had like a like a TV show about finding the next guitar player for Limbiscuit. Do you, do you remember ever watching that? Yeah. On MTV? Yeah. And they auditioned like a thousand people. <laughs> and then they go with the guy from Snot, which, I mean, that that Snot record is amazing. It's a fantastic record. But out of all the guitar players they could have chosen, they went with Mike Smith. Like I said, not a bad guy, not a bad guitar player, but I mean, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. But it's, And then uh, they fired him like right after, like, I think he did like maybe one tour with them. I don't even think a tour. He do they and from what I read too on this record, they they had written like forty different songs and they had scrapped almost all of them, and then started over and then scrapped that bunch and then started over again, and then they couldn't do anything the third time around. So then Fred Durst went back and took what he liked best from all those those previous recording sessions, and that's what this album is. It's a fucking mess. It's a fucking mess of a record. <laughs> it's terrible. No, it's 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 pretty it's stupid. It's uh, I hate to yeah, say that it's, it's bad though because I don't know. I, it's but it it, it's, it is. It's, it's just bad. not even fair. Like compared to the three p- 
prior records. Like it's, I mean, dude, it's not even fucking fair. It didn't even stand a chance. True, True but how can you fall that far from those three records? I mean, it fell that's hard. A big, yeah. yeah, they fell really fucking hard. Yeah, so that's my number. My number seven is results may vary. So okay. what do you got for your number six? Uh, all right, now we're into the good territory. Now, yes. now everything post this is at least a 2.0, at least a 2.0 or better. Agreed, agreed. And uh, that's Gold Cobra. Gold Cobra is number okay. six, 2011. The only reason <laughs> this is here is because of its lack of beyond bangers. There's a handful of songs here that are that are kind of beyond bangers, but aside mm. from like three of them, like the album is just good. It's not fucking phenomenal. It's it's solid. Like it shows Limp Bizkit having fun, you know, decade after their formation, not taking themselves seriously, but still like just delivering solid fucking music. But I mean, yeah. it had to fall somewhere. And I think it's just because outside of like douchebag is easily the most, you listen to this album one time, you'll be singing <laughs> douchebag afterwards. I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna fuck you, fuck you, fuck you up. It's so fucking <laughs> stupid. It's douchebag. And the way he says douchebag it's, in that Fred I verse, know. that Fred Durst verse, Fred verse Durst. Douchebag. Oh my God. Like and it's then, oh, so good. Dude, I was listening to this, to the record with, uh, with Tammy this week. And uh, what is it? I think it's the song Get a Life. And there's a lyric in it, and she couldn't believe it was a real lyric. But it's something along the lines like, I hate limousines because I get car sick in them. <laughs> and I mean it's a terrible fucking lyric and she couldn't believe that it was real and she was laughing she was actually laughing about it and I said when you think about it they always have really bad lyrics I mean think of Nookie like every song is pretty bad that, my generation has some pretty bad stuff that lyric like, alone have never been good that that line though I don't like limousines till I get sick in them that that shows like like he's trying to be a man of the people like he's trying to to, to <laughs> connect with the common folk by saying uh, i i don't like limousines either because i get sick in them and it's like dude the first of all that's not even the fucking point and it's like that's just a dumb way to like connect with with the the, the middle class of your fans and but the that's, way he sings that's it, fred I don't know if you remember it yeah i don't know if you remember but the way he sings it too it's the flow is so bad and it just makes no sense it, it sounds terrible but i love it but dan you gold, gold cobra is just a, it's a perfect it's there's a lot of bands that will make a throwaway album that are actually throwaway albums, but this mm-hmm. is this is an incredible throwaway album because it really is just a throwaway album. But it's an incredible throwaway album. It's mm-hmm. one that you will go back to. So I guess it's not really a throwaway album, but in their discography, this is even more so than results may vary. Is a throwaway album. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, douchebag. Dude, douchebag is my fucking favorite song. I can't. I. I I tried to pick something else, but uh, dude, it's so good. It's really good. I, I love Gold Cobra. I do love that record. All right, so that's your number six. My number six is The Unquestionable Truth Part One. Never made a part two, unfortunately, with Ross. But uh, so yeah, this is my number six. This is also for me, this is where you know everything is a 2.0 and above. There's nothing bad after this. I think this is a really great, really, really great EP. It's it's probably the darkest. It is the darkest thing that they've ever done. It's very moody. It's it's he- it's very very heavy. There's not a lot of there really no hooks, no melodies really. It's more of like a, it's more like rap spoken word, and that's it. Like, that's what this record this EP is. Songs are long. They're four to six minutes long, and 
I think it's really good. I, I I think this is really good. They went back to this is when Wes Borland came back to the band after what three years, which seems like I thought it was way longer than three years, but yeah, he came back after three years. Did this with Ross Robinson again. They went back with Ross and did this, and it's great. Uh, unfortunately, John Otto doesn't play drums on this because he was in I think he was in rehab. But yeah, this this is a very very dark record, very unlike anything they've ever put out, yeah. but in a good way. In a good way, though. So, the so this is my favorite. Or this is my my six B. My favorite song is the truth. I think that build up, that like two minute build up into it, is so good. Into into Fred singing, I just love it. The the bass playing is just forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. So good. <laughs> so that's my number six. The unquestionable truth, part one. All right. So what do you got for your number five? Uh, well, it's not really like my number five because it's not an album, but this is where I would insert God. the unquestionable truth part one. I don't right. want it's not like a it's not a, a full length, so I don't really want to rank it because I do think, like you, it's very different than anything they've ever done and probably will ever do. They will never do anything like this again. This it's, no. it's kind of a weird concept album that dives into actual real world topics that people care about, that people are passionate about, and people want to listen to, but it's. Yeah. It's rushed. It's thrown together and it's rushed. And and, it, and like the songs, the way Limp Bizkit have been writing songs, they're not afraid to write a five six minute song and let things just kind of flesh out and 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 ride. Let it let it just let it just go for three minutes. But this one, it's it's twenty nine minutes long, and I, I I think I think it really could have done more with another twenty minutes of this album. Hmm. Just let these songs like like the channel. So the channel's my favorite my favorite uh, song on this album, and okay. I think the good the, like the guitar tone from Wes has always just been fucking phenomenal. Great, yeah. Never had a bad guitar tone on this one though. It's like it's like you know, this weird subconsciously aggressive thing that I just feel uncomfortable listening to. And then when he adds his little riffage that he's got going on, where it's kind of like broken up a little bit, but still in that new metal realm. But the song's like barely, not even three minutes long. And this mm-hmm. is a song that I thought could have used another minute and a half. And I think the unquestionable truth, I think it could have been just just a little bit more time in the studio. Just just a little bit more time fleshing, fleshing out some of the deets. Because... I guess, yeah, for, for a record this, this serious and deep in tone, it could have been longer for sure. But then when you think about it, it's pretty much the same length as Still Sucks. Well, I think there's Still a big Sucks difference. is like 31 minutes. There's a big difference but that between has 12 the two. songs. Oh, no, th- obviously there's a huge difference. This is a 30 minute that's a 30 minute mark, which is something I think is is what plagues our society to this day, which we'll get into, but that 30 minute mark is this this clocks in under and Still Sucks clocks in over. Barely, barely under. But it over. clocks in over. Okay. Okay. But barely, no, it, but it do, it doesn't matter. Barely, you win by an inch or a mile. Come on, Vin Diesel. You never seen Fast and the Furious. Doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile. <laughs> winning is winning. This uh, is okay. under. But yeah, I, I, even like the band, like even Wes had a lot of problems with its release, and then like uh, the the amount of singing that was on, and just like a lot of little production details they're bickering about. And yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It, it just it seems like it just it was just rushed out, and and it could have taken a little bit more time in the studio. It's weird because the reason why they probably worked with Ross again was because of Wes. Because just before this, he had done the um, Black Light Burns with Ross. 
he had, or I think he was in the middle of doing the from first to last record with Ross. So it's like, I don't think Fred would have ever wanted to go back to Ross had it not been for Wes. And then Wes complains about it. Seems weird. Yeah. Seems really weird. Just my speculation there. No, well, I mean, Wes has, Wes has like hand now, as, as George Costanza would say. I got, he, he's got hand because results may vary was released and it was shitty. And and yeah, yeah. like it was panned and, and, and people pretend like maybe it wasn't that bad like me, but it really was bad. It's not that good. <laughs> and Wes like knew it wasn't that good. So it's like, hey, if you want me to come back, we're going to do things my way. Because because as you said, Mr. As Daddy Durst, it's my way or the highway. My way or the highway. Great lyrics, man. Great yeah. lyrics. Check, check. Dude, man, he is the <laughs> lyrics are so bad, but they're so good at the same time. Uh, That's what I got. Move in, yep. now move out. Hands up, now hands down. Move back in, up, back out. out. Are you telling me? Are you the Casper Slide? You're telling me how to dance now? Like, what the fuck is this? The like, mo- who does that? The Macarena? Oh, his lyrics are the best. I love it. All right. So that was your number five. Was unco- the Unquestionable Truth Part One. Yeah. My number five is Significant Other. And I'm not joking. This is not a joke. I cut me like, real deep. Cut me real <laughs> deep. Number five is... It really is significant other. I, I think this is an amazing record. I do love this album a lot, but it's it's never resonated the same way as Chocolate Starfish and even later records. I I think it's a little bit weak because Chocolate Starfish took the best from Significant Other and just blew it up. But Significant Other is a great record. Don't get me wrong. It is really great. I love it. But it's just there are much better records, for me at least. A lot more fun records. There's a lot of goofiness, but the the goofiness on Significant Other is not, it's not as self-aware or it doesn't, at least it doesn't seem self-aware like on Gold Cobra it does and still sucks. Like they're very self-aware of who they are and, and all that. So regardless, it's a great record. I love it. I mean, it has some of their biggest hits, obviously Nookie, Break Stuff, End Together Now, Rearranged. I mean, those are iconic <laughs> rock records <laughs> or rock songs, you know? <laughs> Even if you hate them, they're they're iconic. Everybody knows them. And my favorite song off of this is Break Stuff. I'm not going to go too much into the significant other because, I mean, we've talked about it so much in the past. And I'm going to fucking, I'm going to get into it like and crazy. Gonna, when, when you I, are. When I, when I, I, I say it. Yeah, of course. Because you love this record. You I joking you my ass? Are you joking my ass? Also, I will say significant other is probably their worst cover art they've ever had. What? No. I hate, I hate the cover for significant other. I've always hated it. I think it's so... It's not even like funny, stupid. It's just stupid. But it's just as stupid as three dollar bill, y'all. Like those are both like the same fucking guy or the the the, they the caricature. They're doing the same fucking thing. True, true. But there's just something about significant other that just bothers me. Artwork wise, well, results may vary. It's ugly ass face. Oh yeah, that, no, that is a pretty bad one too. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That, that one's pretty bad too. But yeah, significant other. I I think it's a f- fantastic record. Break stuff is my favorite. Like I said. You can't go wrong with that. I mean, who doesn't love to sing that song? So I fucking do. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my number five. So what do you got for number four? Uh, Album of the week still sucks. That's that's top four biscuit. All right. All right. Top four biscuit. So then my number four is Gold Cobra. Uh, Came out in 2011, like you said. This one, I feel like this is at the point where they, they kind of realize that they they are they're fully self-aware at this point they just want to make like fun music 
They don't really care what they're doing. And it made for such a fun, great record. And I mean, Wes's guitar riffs on this record, I think are so, they're so catchy, but so weird at the same time. Fred still has it with his, the screaming, the rapping at the points, at certain points, the really stupid, cheesy lyrics, which we've touched upon. I think this record is is really, really great. I always go back to it. I wish I could have it on vinyl, but they've never pressed it, which really sucks. Fucking guys. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculous. And my favorite song on this one is Why Try. I think the, the chorus is one of the catchiest parts on the record, but it's some of the some of the dumbest lyrics too. Why try? You're gonna die. You go into the gates in the sky. It, it's it's just really stupid. I love it. And then there's there's even a lyric in there where he he calls somebody an insecure gorilla. <laughs> like, what does that? Even, I don't even know what it means. I have no idea what it means. But I love it. Shotgun. We already talked about. What are some other songs? I'm trying to think right now. Bring it back. The the song Bring it back. It has that that like hip hop, uh, like the hip hop drum beat. But then Wes is doing that really weird like pig squeal guitar, the the pinch harmonics and stuff like that, mixed with the heaviness of his guitar. It's just the album's all over the place, but it's I love it. And the cover art is terrible. It's terrible. Probably the worst cover art they've ever well, not the worst. Second worst cover art they've ever had. But it's still fantastic. I love it. Like so bad it's good kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, because that's I mean if this was a band that took them took themselves very very seriously, their worst cover art would be Chocolate Starfish. Yeah, but, it's disgusting. But because yeah. we know this band is a joke band from the beginning, then like Gold Cobra and Chocolate Starfish are funny. Like they're 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 meant to be that way. But I agree with you. I I, I mean, Results May Vary is their worst cover art for sure. But Significant Other and Three Dollar Billy are are also both both very very dumb like they're fucking stupid it's it's dumb it's yeah. it's very of its time but also it's kind of indicative of a band that i think wasn't quite sure whether or not they wanted to embrace the the self-awareness the jokiness yet yeah they weren't sure if they wanted to embrace the stupidness or the seriousness of the band it was almost like this this identity crisis within the band on those first two records but once they hit once they hit um chocolate starfish they were they went all in they went all in on that record. Yeah. Like it's goofy as hell, really. Except for like Boiler, every song on that record is. That's the worst. That's the worst song on the fucking record. Well, it's definitely not the worst song. It's the worst song on the record. No, it's not the. That's, that's stupid fact. boy talk. Fact. That's, that's not even silly boy talk. That's verbatim boy talk. By Fred Durst himself. Yeah. So Gold Cobra, my number four. Why try the best song? Amazing song. Great songs on this record. Go check it out. Um, what do you got for number three? Number three only landed at the number three spot. It was almost the number four spot, but because still sucks has has two songs that I really, really just wish were not in existence. <laughs> yeah. uh, number three, three dollar bill, y'all. Okay, their right. debut in nineteen ninety seven. It's a banger of an album. It's it's fantastic. It's heavy. It's crunchy. It's fuzzy. It's it's like everything is just so new metal sounding, and it's it's. It's their only album that they took seriously, kind of. Agreed. Because Agreed. Faith is, is, is not a serious song, and they don't take it seriously at all. And the video shows they don't take it seriously, and the recording shows they don't take it seriously, and the ending to it, like the little skit, I guess, at the end, it's not serious. And <laughs> Like the only reason why it's above Still Sucks is because Still Sucks, like I said, has two songs that I really wish weren't on it, 
But the only reason why $3 Bill Y'all is even at the third spot is just because sometimes these songs bleed together. Sometimes these songs okay. and $3 Bill Y'all do sound the same. And it's just it's just the name of the game. It's just the genre. It's 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 the same kind of riff pattern over and over, the same heaviness. It's all good, but it's got to fall somewhere. And that's that's why it's here. And I just I, there's no fucking way it's better than Chocolate Starfish or Significant Other in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> so that's that's uh, silly. That's, but uh, three dollar billion, man, it's dude, it's fucking fantastic. This was the first album that I got by Limp Bizkit. This was was it th- really? No yeah, way. this was the first song that I got by Limp Bizkit. It was like a week before Significant Other was coming out. Oh so. shit! So you got into them really early. Yeah, but I'll I'll get into more of when I got into them with Significant Other, which is obviously okay. top two. But uh, <laughs> Leech, oh, Leech, dude, Leech is a fucking banger of a song. It's like a punk song. <sighs> it's it's they can they can do anything really if they really wanted to. They can pretty much fucking do anything. And these guys are very very talented. And even Fred Durst, he's not a great singer, but like most frontmen aren't like great singers. Unless you're Freddie fucking Mercury, who cares? Like these guys can really do anything that they want to, and Leech has this like like punk attitude to it. It's very fast for them in this era, and it's 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 short and it's kind of snotty in a way that that like punk music was, and then you know the late nineties, mm-hmm. and it's cool. I dig, love this album. Man, you, uh, I don't know when what Limbiscuit episode we did we did, but. I said that Leech was my favorite song off of Three Dollar Bill, and you just ripped me one, ripped me a new one. You're like, "That's stupid. That's a terrible song." This and blah blah. You going on and on. I don't know about that, but no, you did though. We've you only did. did. We only did Lumbisca like did. four times. <laughs> one of those four times, you did. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, not maybe you did. Well, you say yes. You say yes. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate everything about those guys. Oh, gosh. All right, so that's I your number three, right? Number uh, three is $3 bill. Yeah, bill. number three. Okay, so my number three is still sucks. So let's move on to your number two. Number two. We'll get into that in the main episode. The chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Well, okay. See, this was, this was, not, this was just not them just there. being self-aware. Because they were already self-aware and significant other, but this was a a perfect combination of the goofiness with the self-awareness, and now they're just embracing the goofiness. They grew as a band to really not take themselves seriously at all, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they just had a really good time on top of doing it. And they, I mean, they were on t- they were on top of their game, not just like the charts where they're fucking tearing it up, selling records, but also just being annoying. Fred Durst was fucking. This is this is Fred Durst's a game of being annoying, and he loved it. He thrived in it. He he thought it was like the funniest fucking thing is to piss people off, and and, and oh, I piss so many people off. I I love it. I fucking absolutely love it. And he created this image of himself, and people in different genres of music were making fun of him and his iconic red backwards cap. And all the while, he's just he's just at home probably like drinking a beer, laughing, thinking it's a stupid. He thinks he probably thinks everyone's an idiot. He probably thinks it's all mm-hmm. fucking hilarious. And and Chocolate Starfish was just so dumb. And they're making music videos, like we talked about a minute ago, 
where they're like telling us what to do in dance moves, like like the move in, move out, <laughs> hands up, now hands down, and but they're doing it as he's saying it. They're they're hand motioning the the moves. Yeah, I know. Like I know. that is awful. That is that's like eighties <laughs> pop. Like that's so bad. But here we have like one of the biggest metal bands on on earth at the time doing the same things. I, I don't know. I, it's it's unreal. It's unreal how how many people like missed the boat on on just how goofy Limbiscuit was, and how goofy they knew that they were, and how goofy they tried to be, and people still took them seriously and shit on them. And all the while, they just they laughed and they didn't care. Mm-hmm. I know. Except I know for us here here on here on Ass Nine Radio, we have been saying that Fred Durst is doing a long con for a very very long time. A long time, and the more you read about it, the more you kind of realize like he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. He didn't he didn't care who he pissed off in in like the music industry. He just he just knew it would make him money, and he knew that it, it was just like it was almost like the most punk thing that he could do without being an actual punker. You know. What's what's most annoying is this week reading like reviews of still sucks is people are saying the same thing now. It's it's become like a oh like they've been they've been doing this since the beginning. They've had they've yeah, they've been putting on it's like fuck you. You've been hating this band since like fucking three dollar bill y'all came out. Like you don't like yeah. this band and don't don't act like you saw this from the beginning. Because I mean personally, I didn't fucking really see it until like chocolate starfish. That's when I really thought like these guys are yeah. this is a joke. Exactly. I mean, it was, it was so obvious joke. that it was a joke. It was so obvious it was a joke, and that they were just trying to piss people off just for because for shits and giggles. That's all it was, shits and gigs. Yeah, nothing more. It's the, just I, I think when, I think once they made results may vary, I they just weren't sure if they should continue with the goofiness or if they should double down on the goofiness or if they, they should try to make a, a serious record. And they decided to go with the serious, and it it bombed. It bombed hardcore. Yeah. No. That's <sighs> it. So good. So, so my favorite this week um, is Hot Dog, because I listened <laughs> to this so song. Good. I listened to this song in my car. And I had the windows down. Just like as a grown ass adult, I still <laughs> felt weird saying "fuck" that many times. Yeah, I, I, I turned times, you know? I turned it down. Yeah, forty six fucks in this fucked up rhyme. I turned it down. I was like, wow, this is a little this is a little too many fucks for me. I I, I can say it a couple <laughs> times, but not like you know sixty seven at the total count or whatever it was. Yeah. I said, "Damn!" You, like this, w- w- <laughs> when you were a kid, did you ever count how many more, how many so- f f words were actually in the song? Yeah, of course, I did. When he said, <laughs> "When he said there's 46 fucks," that's yeah. The f- that, then you knew, oh, I should start counting from here to see how many there actually are. In the exactly. Song. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. no, I, I that's my favorite song this week because it's the second song on the album, and already I feel awkward and weird. <laughs> and it's just it, it's it. it sets such a good tone because the first song is just an intro, really, and it's, it's yeah, yeah. Like the the hot dog song just sets such a cool tone for the rest of the album and the rest of their career, and it's it's a it's a perfect fucking song. I, I love that song. I really really love that song. <laughs> and then he even he even does the like the, um, I think he 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 throw like he calls out Nine Inch Nails because at the time Trent Reznor like talked a lot of shit on him, so like you know obviously using the you want to fuck me like an animal. Yeah, I think that that was just like a slap in the face to Trent Reznor, and I love it so much because Trent Reznor takes himself so fucking seriously. Oh my god, which is fine, whatever. But then for you to go and criticize somebody for like having a good time, like you know, fuck off, dude. Fuck off. What are you like in your like at this point? You're like you're in your mid thirties. Trent Reznor is probably mid early mid thirties, and you're just like 
so damn pretentious to like like if you're like 21 22 and being pretentious but dude you're that's like us i mean well, we are very pretentious too but no it's but we're it's, like cool pretentious you know <laughs> 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 yeah, that's good stuff dad vibes oh man <laughs> Uh, okay, so that was your number two, chocolate starfish. Yeah. Uh, my number two is also chocolate starfish. This one, uh, I, I agree with you every step of the way. You know, this is this is them at their goofiest. This this album holds the most nostalgia for me. I mean, I got into them on with with Nookie. That was my introduction to the band. But I got significant other, and I I liked it. But it wasn't until Chocolate Starfish came out where I really got into the band, and I. I was I was just obsessed. I wanted to buy Osiris's, you know. I wanted to be cool, like. Love know. the oh, remember Osiris. Osiris shoes were like the cool thing. I actually hated they're those so, shoes. Way too puffy. So fucking ugly. Yeah, way, way too puffy. puffy. They're fucking hideous. They're hideous shoes. But everybody wanted them, and I wanted them. Never got them though. So, anyway, yeah, chocolate starfish. Ton of nostalgia. A lot of goofiness. Um, I'm not gonna touch too more too much more on it because we we talked about it a lot already. Uh, my favorite song on this is My Generation. I. I think that kind of like that short buildup into the heavy, the heavy guitar part, you know, John Otto, take it to the Matthews bridge. And then just that, that really awesome drum beat. Oh, it's so good. And just that, that heaviness of the guitars. And then, and then it goes, and then West has that really cool guitar part that in, uh, in that first verse that dun, 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 wait, it's just like that, the low and high part. And then Fred goes, do you know where you are? <laughs> it's, it's so, That's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And it's such a bad throwback to Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, to Guns N' Roses. It makes it even better. It makes it even better that it's such a dumb throwback. I love it so much. This record is, dude, it's so good. I love Chocolate Starfish. And and I think Boiler, I know you hate Boiler, but Boiler is a really good song. And I feel like that song has some of the best screams Fred has ever done half of that song i feel it's just it's so solid and boiler is such a great build-up all the way through. like it's like a four four and a half minute song but the build-up in that song is is like perfection it's okay. really really good okay now you talk shit but i mean that's that's a top five song on chocolate starfish for oh my yeah i think boiler is a really good song but yeah my generation is my favorite off the this record because how can you not get hyped from it uh, but hot dog too, that song. Like you said, <laughs> who doesn't like? I mean, when you're when you're 12 years old, who doesn't like to say fuck 67 times? Do you feel weird saying fuck that many times now? Though as an adult, oh, I do. Oh, totally. It's so totally. bizarre. Oh yeah, it's stupid as fuck. It's so dumb. <laughs> and we say Whatever. fuck so casually on like on the pod, but in song format, when he's deliberately just going out of his way to say fuck as many times as he possibly can, I feel, I just feel awkward. <laughs> One line I really like is "fucked up titties on the fucked up chest." Fucked up titties <laughs> on the fucked up chest. That's so Even, dumb. Like now we're just now we're just putting fucks into <laughs> anything we could possibly think of. I know. Oh my god. I Perfect. Love it. I love it. So what do you got for your number one? That's significant other. Significant other. So I like, get it, man. just as a backstory, I I got three dollar bill. Three dollar bill, y'all. I got that from. It had to been like the Columbia thing, the Columbia house. And that's so early on. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. And I listened to it uh, often. 
And when I figured out that Significant Other was going to drop, like I bought it the day it came out at mm-hmm. uh, at at the warehouse. Actually, the warehouse <laughs> over on at Village Center on on, on Ublina Boulevard. Oh, yeah. We talked yeah, about yeah, last yeah. time. If you fucking didn't know, East Lake Village or whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, I bought it at that warehouse and. I, I bought it, and it, dude, it took a lot of convincing to get my dad to even buy me the record. And when we get home, it's fucking edited. It was edited. The first, oh, that's the, the first one I had. So it, it took me X amount of time to just like convince my dad to buy me Limp Biscuit, significant other, especially with like the <laughs> gang looking cover art and you know the baggy pants. Uh. And at this time, I'm I'm getting into you know like the middle school era of my life and. I got my socks pulled up and so, you know, it took a lot of convincing. Now I have to reconvince my dad to buy me, to take it back and buy me the unedited version. <laughs> he wouldn't do it. Of course he wouldn't. Wouldn't do it. He's I'm like, surprised no. at that point you didn't ride your bike up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. No. I, I, I actually live, <laughs> I live closer there at that time too. But yeah, so I, for many years I had the edited version of Significant Other just because I, I, I couldn't get the other one after that's so countless good. times of asking but but yeah like so significant other was what i would like i was there when it came out and it's just i i honestly think that like not only did they not take themselves as seriously as three dollar bill i think three dollar bill besides um fucking results may vary i think three dollar bill is the second most serious they've ever taken themselves Mm-hmm. But significant okay. other, they took themselves a little bit less seriously, but they embraced like the new metal rap sound and they did it very, very well. And I think it's just more diverse than $3 Bill. $3 Bill does one sound very, very, very well, but significant yeah. other, and especially at this time where I was really into hip hop and it's, just, I, I think because not just the hip hop songs, but Fred Durst, the way he's now delivering his vocals are very hip hop now and he's... He's getting more he's getting more goofy, even though he doesn't want to believe it yet. He's getting more goofy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but but uh aside from like like obvious like dude break stuff is so fucking good. It's so goddamn good. And I, I like I like this week I went back and watched various live performances from over the decades of them doing break stuff. And mm-hmm. it's always great. Like they always play yeah, they've it. Never, they've never They've never, there's no bad performance of that song. Dude, it's just like the way the crowd gets into it and then just, just when he just, and then it'll stop and then like Fred Darius, you see him like look over the crowd and kind of like smirk and the way everyone just goes <laughs> nuts. It's just such a, it's, it's such an amazing song. It's so great. But this week, uh, I'm broke. I'm digging I'm broke a lot lately. Oh, that, that is a good song. And it's, just, I, I, I love the simplicity in I'm broke, the guitar riff. And Durst is just, he's kind of snotty and annoying already. So he went from, like, like $3 bill, y'all. He went from trying, they, they're, they're trying to be, like, kind of like corn, but a little bit more gangster, I guess, and mm-hmm. $3 bill, y'all. Significant other, they're trying to do a lot of things, but they don't really do any of them really, really well, but they do a lot of them pretty good. And I I think that's why I like Significant Other a lot is just because it's it's a lot of things that they do really well, but they're not really I don't know they're they're good at everything but master of like none at this point. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair about the record. And Maybe then, that that's kind of why it never really has resonated with me as well as the other records. 
And, and don't forget kids out there. This was back in the day when you, if you got, for the most part, if you got an edited version of a CD, they didn't, they didn't like re-record it so that the, the cuss word was gone. They would bleep it. Yeah, literally bleep it, or they would just you wouldn't hear anything. Or so I'm li- you're listening to this fucking record, and there's 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 like silences, like the silences <laughs> you can fucking tell. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. That fucking sucks. <laughs> but like now you you know because there's an edited version on Spotify too, and you can go and listen to it, and it sounds fine. Like you don't really notice that much. But goddamn, when I was when we was growing up, <laughs> you heard bleeps and bloops all over the fucking place. Yeah. Oh, it's great! It's great. So your favorite is "I'm broke," right? Yeah, I'm broke. Are you got you got anything else on significant other? Just the way he says "I'm broke," like you know, he probably thinks he's so gangster at this point, right? I'm oh, broke. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm broke. Like you know, he's not broke. Come on, <laughs> not rich well, no, yet, probably, but he's not broke. He might have been kind of broke. He might have been kind of broke. Nah. They really didn't make any money off of three dollar. Yeah, but they weren't broke. All right, so my number one real quick, and then we'll get into the album of the week. Uh, my number one is three dollar bill, y'all. This is their first record, like you said. And uh, this is the most raw. This is the most serious I feel they've ever been. I mean, results may vary. Yeah, it's serious. But, you know, coming off the coattails of Chocolate Starfish, you really can't, you can't be that serious. You cannot be that serious. This is a band who were trying so hard that were, they had nothing left to lose. This is like the last ditch effort for them. And, and reading more about this record, uh, you know, they, they tried to give, what well, they actually gave their demo to Fieldy from Korn. He gave it, tried to give it to Ross because he believed in it and the guys from Corn believed in it. So they gave it to Ross. Ross didn't want to do it at first. So he's like, okay, well, whatever my girlfriend thinks, if she thinks it's, it's good, I'll, I'll produce the record. And she enjoyed it. So he produced the record. And Such a dick thing to do, too. It is. <laughs> it's so irritating. I, and then, you know, even reading more about it, too, like he didn't, he told them, like, let's not put the, the cover of Faith on it. It's terrible. Let's not do it. And then they actually finally recorded it. And he's like, oh, it's actually kind of good. And then they ended up putting it on the record, and it, it kind of blew up for them at the time. So, yeah, Ross was very reluctant to work with Limp Bizkit at the time, but in the end, it worked out for both of their careers. And, and Three Dollar Bill, it just it has that that in, it's so in, it's such an intense record. Not a lot of goofiness, but damn, it's so fucking good. That, that everybody's tone, the the drums, the bass, the guitar, especially Wes's guitar playing, it's so fucking great. And some of I, I like I've, I I still stand stand by it to this day. Fred Durst is one of the greatest screams in music. He is such a great screamer, and he does it so well on Three Dollar Bill. It's amazing. And my favorite song is Leech. Leech is it. Leech is actually my favorite Limp Bizkit song ever. Okay. I all right. It, all it, right. It's 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 like you said. It's like their punk song, but it's not a punk song. But it's very very intense. I I just love it. And to end the record with that as well, perfection. Absolutely perfection. So that's my number one, $3 bill, y'all. And I wish I had it on vinyl, but I don't want to drop $400 on it because that's silly boy talk right there. That, that's, so, that's pretty silly boy talk, yes. Yeah, I will not drop $400 on this. I mean, I would drop, I'd drop like 70 bucks, maybe. I, maybe. Feel like, I feel like when we know a record is worth X amount of dollars and that X amount is like hundreds, we're more willing to buy that record for seventy, but if that record everywhere was a hundred dollars, we'd be like, well, "I'll buy it for 40. Well, yeah, because well, we have no other options. You know, when, when they've only pressed, let's say five hundred a three dollar bill, and 
everyone that's for sale right now is going for four hundred. You have no other. You have no option. So it's, it's a it's a false inflation of the market. They they they're they're conditioning us to think that the record's worth four hundred. So when we see it on sale for a hundred, we pick it up. It's true. It's fucked up. It's gross. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Look at the Slipknot thing a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I remember. But it's still, I got a. I mean. I got a pretty good deal off that one. Pretty, pretty good deal. Pretty, pretty good. All right. So do you got anything else with the rankings? No. That's it. Nope. nope okay. Nope. So thank you all for listening. Uh, listen to the main episode because we are getting into the Limp Bizkit record, Still Sucks, their new record. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at S9 Radio. Thank you all for listening. And that's it. That's all. Finished.